You're listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station. 20 minutes past the hour, 8 p.m. Uh, in studio tonight, we've got a guest, Mr. Chris Chambiwa. You know, uh, we are going to talk about an event happening very, very shortly in about two to three weeks' time. I think it's the 30th uh, of, of July uh, here in Campton Park. And uh, it, uh, the theme is called factory setting. But uh, Chris, you know, he's, 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 he's got quite a number of titles. So I think we'll, we'll allow him to talk. <laughs> but uh, he is an author. He is uh, a coach. He's a dating and marriage therapist. He's a podcaster. He is a speaker. So if, if we go over the hour today, just know we've got a speaker in the house. And he is the founder and CEO of Hill grow, become. Good evening, sir. Very good evening, sir. How are you? Thank you so much for having me here. No, no, we are, we are blessed. We are blessed. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for honoring the invite. And, um, you know, uh, just before we get on to the topic of uh, the evening, uh, tell us a little bit more about, about the event, the upcoming event on the 30th. All right, thank you very much. So there is an upcoming event uh, that will be happening on the thirty-first of on the thirtieth of July. Yes, in Kempton Park. It's I think it's at the Civic Center. Correct. Yes. Um. The the the, the theme for the event is factory settings. Okay. Yes, factory settings, and I think the reason for that is because we did recognize that as a people we need to go back to our to other to other origin. Of yes. Yes. Are as a people. Yes. And uh, uh, you know. As a result of us having lived through times, we have adopted certain beliefs and behaviors. And we are living in a time where it's okay to believe whatever you want to believe. Yes. But if you are not going to be grounded in in, in your own faith, if you are not going to find an anchor, yeah. you might find yourself following the crowd for the sake of trying to belong. Mm. And so we are saying to people, who are you as an individual? Yeah. Before you can become part of a, cl- a, a, a crowd or a, the collective, yes. who are you? Are you are you able to define yourself as an individual? Yeah. And I believe the best way to do that, and I think we use the scripture and the bible when jesus christ was asked the question about you know divorce and he says it was not like that in the beginning yes when he was answering the pharisees and he said i i understand what you're talking about that moses did agree yes to the divorce to the idea of divorce yes but it wasn't like that in the beginning mm-hmm. and so i think that's what inspired us to say what was it like in the beginning. to be a man mm. in the beginning because we have changed yeah. We have grown, we have evolved, we have borrowed beliefs and a whole lot of other behaviors. Yeah. But what was it like to be a man in the beginning? Mm. What was the relationship between man and God? Yeah. And so that's where we are saying factory settings. I think if you take your phone and you say restore factory settings, it, it automatically goes back to what? To the origin. origin. What it deletes it looked, everything. It deletes everything. <laughs> it goes back to what it looked like yeah. when it was coming out of you know, the manufacturer. Yeah. And so that's the idea we are saying. Can you not go back mm. to who God called you to be, to who God created? Then you can begin to form an identity that is based on true values and beliefs that continue to align mm. with the word and the purpose that God has put on your life. Wonderful. And, uh, you know, um, we, we always say, in in life we've got uh, we've got this big community but for this specific event who is your target market are you specifically looking for a, a different gender or are you looking for everyone 
I'll be very honest and say I think we've been selfish on this event, but it's a necessary selfishness. Okay. We are trying to pursue men. Okay. We are trying to gather men. Yeah. You know, the Bible says there are men no longer seated at the city gates. Mm. If you read that scripture, it means when there are no men at the city gates, there is no God. Yeah. The city is not protected. Correct. In as much as we are trying to, 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 to encourage women to rise up and to do whatever they can, yes. even in the marketplace. Mm. In as much as we are encouraging our sisters and wives to say, you can do it, yes. we need to f also recognize that they are not coming into the marketplace to compete with men. Yes. But rather men have a responsibility and a mandate from the beginning that says, you shall lead. Yeah. And you shall protect. Mm. And so even as women are going into the market, into the industry, and are pursuing whatever they are pursuing, yes. they still need to know that there is somebody that is protecting them. Mm. And so we are saying, can men not go back to the city gates yeah. so that the cities can be protected again? Oh, because fault. now we are struggling. We are just talking about what happened a few minutes ago. Yeah. You know, we, we are losing big, our kids. We are losing even our sisters. We are losing our wives. Mm. Why are we losing them? It's said that we are losing them in the hands of men yeah. because men need to heal so that they can go back to sit at the city gates and protect that which is in their custody or should be in their custody. Mm. And so right now we have decided that, you know what, maybe it's time we call upon men. Yeah. And maybe men are not comfortable talking about what they are going through if we put them together with women. Yeah. And so we are saying we are gathering just as men okay. because this is a conversation for men. Wonderful. So that by the time we go back home, we are able to see things differently. We are able to realize that there is something that is expected of us as a man in yeah. a society so that we can begin to collectively contribute towards a sense society mm. sure maybe on that one right uh of men having lost their position uh, as you've quoted the scripture when maybe in in planning for the event what did you guys identify maybe you know maybe as a root cause or root causes that led uh, to this situation that we find ourselves in right now whereby our men are nowhere to be found, you know, in issues that affect the society, that affects children, that affect our families, you know. What do you think is, is the root cause to that? I personally think, and I'm going to use my experience as a therapist with the conversations I've had with clients. Yeah. I think one of the things that has happened is that over time we've been able to empower women. Mm. We have said so much about women and women are raising up. In an attempt to empower women, we have forgotten to have a new conversation with men to okay. say that women are not raising up to compete with you. Yeah. But rather they are raising up to help. Mm. And so it, there is a possibility that now that we are having women in the same space where men used to enjoy the privilege of being there alone, mm. now they feel intimidated and so they are withdrawing. Okay. There is a possibility that men are protesting and sometimes they are not even aware. It's an unconscious behavior because, you know, when you are used to doing something and all of a sudden somebody comes into your space, you feel like, are you taking my territory? Mm. And there are two things that you're going to do. Either you fight for your territory or you you withdraw, you retreat and you go into your cave. Yes. And so if you look at it, I feel that it's because 
men have not had a, have a new conversation that helps them to understand that the women that are raising up they are coming in as helpers mm. and not as competitors mm. and so we need to have a new conversation that helps men to understand that they are still on the throne yeah, yeah. but maybe some things have changed okay you okay. understand yeah. there are certain things that have changed can we not have that conversation so that we can continue to empower each other Yeah. I would say in, in maybe in simple terms we have not allowed men to grow. Mm. Okay. We have not allowed men to grow because men is still most men are still stuck in the idea of what they were supposed to do back then yeah. and who they were back then mm. and back then they were not challenged so much. Maybe we can expand on that, right? Yes. For the people's uh, for our viewers, you yes. So just that distinction, right? white men back then they uh you know comfortability or how their life was that they felt you know uh they are used to and how now it has changed from that you know what are some of the things maybe you've picked up to say maybe back then in the, in the 80s things mm. were like this and mm. men you know had a sense of purpose because yes. of how things were but now there are certain things now i yes. know you touch uh or, or, on that uh program uh, that are pushed especially by government you know feminist and all that which yes. which uh are not bad you know because women are uh, they've been out of that space for for as long as we can remember yes. and now they're getting into that so they deserve those equal rights and all that but now what 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 other things you feel maybe now men feel challenged in you know that causes them to just take a little step uh, back as well yes i think one of the things that has challenged men or that has caused men to retreat is the idea of having to look at a woman and acknowledge that we may not be the same but we are equal yeah mm. You yeah. understand mm. because there was a time when men would go out as men and do what they would do and come back to a wife who's waiting for him at home yeah. but now there are men that are leaving their homes in the morning together with their wives yes you yeah. understand and I, i i think i was having a conversation with a friend recently where and i was saying the moment you're having a woman who's bringing in an income yeah you need to change a conversation around the benefits of having a stay at home wife mm. Do you recognize that you don't have a stay-at-home wife but mm. you still have a wife? Yeah. You understand? Mm. There is a huge difference because probably your father used to have a stay-at-home wife. So when you look at your wife and she's coming back home at 5:30 or 6 p.m., mm. are you able to accept that she's coming from the same environment that you're coming from? Yeah. So she's probably just as stressed as you are. How do you create an environment in your home space to say baby how do we declutter how do we let go of the stress mm. how mm. do we so that we can then get into our you know new jackets as partners yeah. as yes. husband and wife yes. because there was a time where you just you were the, you as a man you just come back home to a wife who's supposed to be waiting for you and not, and, and not answer to anyone and yeah. not answer to anyone <laughs> you see that's number one and yeah. also even the the issue of finances yeah. mm. you would bring all the finances you would bring the income mm. but now she is bringing in the income mm. she's also bringing and in some instances she's even bringing more, more than you yeah, yeah. what do you do mm. and you know this is what i love so much about the bible because i say to people even the bible answers that question yes assuming that you have a wife who's bringing in an income more than mm. you what do you do mm. i usually ask people and say what did manoah's wife do What did Ma- Mary the mother of Jesus do? Mm. Because these two women spoke to, Christ, to to God directly. Yeah. 
they were not represented by their men. Mm. They spoke to God directly. They spoke to the angels of God. Mm. But if you read the Bible, you will notice that they remained submissive. Mm. They respected. But who did they respect? Their husband. Yeah. But now you need to also understand the character of a husband who's being respected. Yeah. Sure. Because you have a blessing in your house. You have a wife who can hear from God directly. Yeah. You have a wife who's bringing in an income. Yeah. But are you going to be humble enough to trust and to believe that she is bringing in an wow. income, but she will still be my wife? Wow. So that is now, uh, we have to understand what masculinity means yes. today. Yes. And what being a hero means as a man. Mm. When, when the Bible says provide, what does it what mean? What does it mean? Do we realize that sometimes it's not talking about monetary terms, mm. but rather it's saying, can you not still provide a safe environment for your wife mm. to function in her own gift? Wow. So that you can still benefit mm. as the husband. Wow. It is 32 minutes past the hour, 8 p.m. If you have just joined us, it is hashtag the link. We are in conversation with Chris Chambiwa talking to the event that is upcoming uh, and the theme is factory settings. And I, I think I love the... the you know the theme when I'm jolly because, you know, it's it's more of rebooting. You know, you start afresh. You know, and and I really love that. Now coming to, I think just before I, I uh, talk to the topics of the day identified, uh, you mentioned that uh, in, in your therapy space, the people that you spoke to, you know, and and there's history to that. Now with the experience to men, how easy is it for men to to open up? Men don't really show up for therapy. Mm. They rarely show up for therapy. And the reason is men struggle to open up. Mm. You see, and I, I think it's because of the history of heroism and masculinity. Yeah. Men have been believed to be problem solvers. Yeah. And sometimes they are expected to solve problems without talking about problems. Mm. And so when they are going through something, they go into a cave, they yeah. hide, mm. and they look for solutions. But mm. unfortunately, sometimes there are no solutions in the cave. I can tell you that out of every 10 people that I've sat with, usually nine are women. Rarely do men come for therapy. So it, the few times that men have showed up for therapy, it's either because the wife is about to leave the marriage or there is a real crisis yeah. that requires him to show up for therapy. And most of the time it's not because he's committed to the process, but it's a way to try and convince those around him that I'm trying. Just to be still in the same space. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's him trying to protect, to preserve something mm -hmm. because he, is not, he has not fully accepted that it's okay to talk to somebody else. Wow, you know, and, and, and I think, Mjali, you know, the issue of men not talking, uh, we, we really need to, we need to find a way of, of having that, that openness and that, that non-judgmental attitude as well. Uh, I always make these examples, uh, uh, Chris, to say sometimes I would be sitting without fuel, without no money, and I need to go somewhere. And I have to go, not that it's, it's, a, it's a need, it's, it, I need to be home and... I'm, I'm probably at work, but I know that whatever that I have in the car may not even get me home. Yes. That's how sometimes difficult it becomes. Mm. I would rather sit and wait until everyone is gone and think and think, and whoever that I reach to, I'll not, I, I won't be honest to that individual because I was saying, borrow me 10 rent, I'll pay you back. Knowing very well that you just don't have. Yes. So that's, that's how difficult it is for men to talk. It is. But, um, here are the topics that you know you you've identified. There's quite a few, uh, but I don't think we're gonna go t 
uh, deeper into them. But there's an issue of childhood childhood trauma. Yes. Uh, there's an issue of you know healthy boundaries. There's an issue of depression. Um, there's issue of divorce as well, and the self love. But I just want us to touch a little bit on childhood trauma. Why 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 this topic? Uh, does it mean uh, men never healed since their children? Thank you very much for that question. I love it so much because there is a biblical reference for that. Yeah. And I know one thing I take pride in is being a Christian and being a therapist. Amen. When you read the Bible, when God is talking to Abraham, he says to him, mm. on the day, on the eighth day, yes. you shall take your son and you shall circumcise him. Yeah. On the eighth day, you shall take your son and yeah. you shall circumcise him. Yes. How old is Abraham at this point? Mm. He's around about 90, right? Yes. But then God says to Abraham as well, you shall, you too shall be circumcised Yeah. on the same day. Okay. And I used to ask myself this question, but why would God say to Abraham, you are getting circumcised at 90? Yeah. And yet Isaac is being circumcised at eight days eight old. Days, yes. What does this mean? And then I realized this is God saying to Abraham, I know you have had beliefs and behaviors and, and a whole lot of things happen to you yeah. that are not a true reflection of who I am as God. Yes. And I'm asking you to go back mm. so that you can heal yes. from everything that you learned. Yeah. And if you read the story of Abraham, you notice that the Bible makes it clear that his forefathers were not, they did not worship God. Yeah. They mm. worshiped idols. Mm. So even Abraham had trauma yeah. at 90. Okay. That's why at 90, God says to him, whilst you are preparing Isaac, yeah. you are also going to heal yourself because I recognize that there are things in you that are not true. Wow. So childhood trauma is you giving yourself permission to go back to your childhood yeah. and recognize the things that didn't happen and the things that happened against you yeah. so that you can begin to form new beliefs, yes. so that you can begin to create yeah. again, recreate. Mm your life again, Once again. By, by identifying with what is true mm. and forming new values yeah. and finding a way of standing true to those values. Mm. It's giving yourself a new lease of life. It's a rebirth. Yeah. Mm. Maybe you know, on that one, um, in going back, you know, but because the tricky thing about being a child, uh, whatever they molded, they model in front of you, yes. even if it's bad. Uh, it becomes uh, something you f you are familiar with. Yes. At times, even the, the moral issues become blurry because your parents did it. It means yes. it, it's good. You know, some people will be confronted with that at an older age to say, actually, talking in this manner is not good at all. You know, so and I know as human beings, self introspection is a hard thing to yeah. do. We yes. are biased when it comes to that. Mm. But how does then an individual try to practically, you know? do that, to say, how can I go back and read out certain things that lead to uh, a certain behavior? Yes. That You know, how to like, identify that? Is it through therapy? Is it through reading? How, how can you assist uh, a man who's listening right now out there, you know, who wants to, who wants their, their life to be better, wants their marriage to be better, wants their relationship with their children better, you know, but they don't know that actually <laughs> you yeah. have issues yeah. that you haven't healed <laughs> from. Yes, yeah. yes. 
I, I would recommend therapy. I think it's the most effective way because yeah. you are you are walking into a space where somebody has been trained yeah. to help you do that. Mm. You can read books, but sometimes you end up just being an information hoarder. Yeah. You read and you read and you're not doing anything because mm. sometimes books don't come with the tools that you need. Mm. So I would recommend finding somebody that you can sit down with and talk about these things. Yeah. Somebody that is able to ask the kind of questions that helps you realize that I thought I was okay, but I'm not. Yeah. Because you can never fully know these things until you start asking the right questions. Mm. That's the thing about healing. Yeah. The power of healing is in your ability to ask the right questions. Yeah. And so you need somebody that asks you questions because, you know, especially using the example that you've used, that how is it, how can one heal or how can they know that I have trauma? Mm. Because, you know, people think, oh, but my parents were there and they did everything <laughs> right for me. Yeah. They took care of me. But sometimes people don't even realize that getting everything that you need as a kid can in itself cause you to become so entitled yeah. that you still need to heal from that. And so when you then have somebody that is able to tell you these things, yeah. that helps you to understand that your, your parents in their attempt to be good parents, yes, they ruined you. Mm. You know, and, and with that, you know, yeah. uh, something comes to mind, uh, Mr. Maliban. Yes. You, you talk to a lot of ladies who yes. feel entitled to a lot of things. You yeah. know? They meet a great man mm. who loves them, who supports them. Mm. But instead of appreciating that, yes. they feel entitled that you have to, yes. it's your duty to provide those things. <laughs> yes. How can you clap for a fish for swimming? Yes. Do you get a whole lot of those? They and are. They yeah. are. They are. Remember, like I said, the, the, the idea, the notion that men are providers, it, it has been pegged as a privilege. Yeah. You understand? The way it has been pegged is now a privilege to the point that when men does it, it's like, so what's there to celebrate? Or what's there to say thank you to? Mm -hmm. It's like he's doing what he's supposed to do. But it's... It, it, Yes, it's true. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, but do you know what it takes mm. to do it? Yeah, it's easier for you to say, you know what, you are a natural hunter. Yeah. Just come and bring meat. <laughs> Just come and bring game. But do you know what it takes to be out and hunting? Mm. You understand? Just because I'm bringing it, it looks easier. It, it's necessary once in a while to, to to have men celebrated. Yeah. It's necessary to celebrate them. You know, I tell people, even God Himself understood the power of affirming somebody yeah mm -hmm. that's why it, before the ministry of jesus christ started yes. on the day of baptism god came and he said this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased mm. when you have somebody that is willing to do something in your life when you have somebody that is willing to build something with you yes never miss out on an opportunity to affirm them Mm. Give them their flowers whilst they're still here. Produce our shine up our shine to our complete our shine to Oh, that's powerful. Yeah, that's no, powerful. no, that's powerful. Yeah. And I think uh, in just losing this childhood trauma, uh, do you feel then if if men heal on the childhood traumas, uh, some of the social ills, uh, if if not all, can can be overcome? I truly believe that a lot will change when men heal. Mm. In fact, almost everything should yeah. change when men heal. Because whatever we are experiencing today is a result of the wounds, the yeah. trauma, the betrayals, mm. the disadvantages, the misfortunes that men have gone through and have not been addressed. Yeah. We have too many wounded people that are walking around and driving around and they are angry and they are resentful and they are tired and they are discouraged. Mm. If those people could he find healing, the, uh, the way they approach life would change. Definitely.
And so it's true that a lot would change if men were to heal. Mm. Now, here's another one, uh, which is the issue of loss. Um, you, you made an example on, on finances. And, you know, the past two years, two and a half years, uh, uh, due to COVID, a lot of men lost uh, employment. Yes. So they, they basically lost a source of income. You know, and now maybe the wife is still the one that's, that's still employed. Mm. You know, so how, how do we encourage such a man? Because, you know, that issue of being the head of the house still needs to be there. Yes. But because sometimes men have a, a, a low self-esteem, uh, if I don't have this power, yes. which is financial muscle, therefore I'm no longer mean enough in the house. True. Um, one of our challenges as men is that we don't have an identity outside of the things we own and possess. Okay. We identify ourselves with the type of a car I'm driving. Mm -hmm. We identify ourselves with the location or the suburb I have housed my family. We identify ourselves with the school that my kids are going. Mm -hmm. And so part of healing requires that a man forms an identity outside of possessions. Okay. You understand? Mm. A man needs to understand that he is valuable and priceless before he starts performing. Mm. And then with that, he needs some kind of humility mm. to be able to accept that it is possible for God to still bless me through my wife. Okay. You understand? Mm. He needs to be able to accept that though I feel like I am crippled right now, mm. I can't do the things that I wish I could do. Yeah. God has made a way. He has found a way to still bring resources in my house mm. through my wife. Mm. Uh, the struggle is when men refuse to not have anything and still be a man. Okay. You understand? Yeah. The moment you look at your wallet and you have nothing and now you feel like... Because I have nothing, I have nothing else to show my manhood. Yeah. And now you start trying to fight your woman. Yeah. They, uh, men need to have a sense of humility. And I think it's actually a gift that we need to pray for. Mm. To say, God, this is where you have put me. Now mm. teach me to be a kind of man that I should be without yeah. the things I'm used to having. Mm. So that I can still retain my position in my house. Yes. Because it's possible to still be a leader without anything. Yeah. For as long as you have the kind of vision that can be trusted, for as long as you are also able to submit to God who yes. brings truth mm. and safety and security to your house. Yes. The challenge is when men lose their possessions, yeah. they also move away from God. Sure. Maybe to, to expand just on that, right? Mm. You know, I, I read an article somewhere where they say when a man loses uh, his job, uh, the first six months, the wife is normally understanding, yes. you know, supportive and all that. Once it gets more than that, you know, the dynamics change. Yes. So maybe do, do you think, uh, apart from the man who has to position himself and his thinking and redefine himself, is there a role a woman can play in their lives to make sure that they don't withdraw into that... Uh, what Mr. Balaban touched on low self-esteem, mm -hmm. you know, or uh, ex ex expressing uh, that low self-esteem in a form of anger. Yes. You know, yes. Is there a role a woman in their lives can play? Yes, there is a role that women should play. Yeah. And that role is called support. Okay. It's not judgment, it's yeah. support. 
when 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 you, you as a wife you are now bringing an income and your husband no longer has something that is bringing to the table mm. you still have a responsibility to see him as the husband that he is mm. however whilst we, as we talk about that we then have to also address the issue that sometimes when a man is no longer able to bring something into the home mm. it's it becomes an opportunity for women to also prove and to protest against that which man was doing mm. when he had an income we have a challenge where sometimes when men have everything yeah men they are typically just being men and they don't care and they are rude and they are arrogant yes. and they are not listening yeah. and then when they don't have anything then all of a sudden they are trying to be very understanding yeah. <laughs> but the woman has a record of what you used to do yes. you understand and yes. I mean, not that we are supporting and condoning that behavior but we are saying to women we are aware of what you might have suffered yes what you might mm. have gone through when yes. this person was you know bringing in any income yes. but if you're choosing to stay in the marriage mm. is it not also possible for you to forgive yeah and at least give him an opportunity to realize that this is how god works yeah sometimes he will humble you mm. Ma- women still need to support their husbands they still need to give them that place that role to say i see you don't have what you don't have what you should have yeah but i'm still bringing it in and i'm giving i'm going to trust you that you'll be able to use it resourcefully to enhance our marriage and our relationship and our lives mm. so support is necessary yeah and and even in the bible you know the bible says when Re- when rebecca when rebecca descended from the horse she saw isaac and she fell in love with him mm. and then when she went in the bible says she realized that he was grieving yeah because isaac had lost his mother mm. but if you feel read that story you learn that rebecca did not know yeah that isaac had lost she only found out when she got home yeah that my husband is grieving mm. and the bible says she became of great comfort to him mm she supported him she learned through the process she was there mm. you know uh this this is this is you know i don't know i'm i'm i'm, I'm very a loss of words because these are some of the things that really uh, trouble us and the fact that we we are not talking as men you know and and that that cave that that we are in you know uh you know we had a conversation just before the start of the show that sometimes when you come out of that cave you come out limping yes and 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 <laughs> we look at you in that in that pain we want you to be normal and and yet it it simply means in that cave there was never a uh, a process of healing yes a process of 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 belonging yes but uh, uh, before I, t- i want us to touch the last point uh, it is uh, you know 50 minutes past the hour 8 pm You know when we starting to have fun we getting warm this time is just <laughs> just running but we've got a comment here from uh Bafana Chipangosi he says this is deep when a man loses his income he often moves away from God yes and 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 that I think sometimes that is something that it's a it's a I think the topic for, for another day as well because we really need to understand what is it that makes you move away from god when you are in that particular space you know in in this day and age and i think for me it is when you really need god yes more, more than ever yes you know and it just talk to loss uh, in in general so so 
the one point I, I know th- there's quite a lot that you are going to cover, <laughs> to cover on that day. True. But I think the issue of self-love. You know, when when, when man goes through struggle, through a challenge, uh, we 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 normally see by the dress code, yes, lack of uh, s- uh, self-care. You know, a, a person just looks dirty, as an example. Yeah. You know. Uh, Motagamjali's got a very nice afro and it looks good. <laughs> so so imagine if he just leaves it as it is. It, it's not dreadlocks, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so so th- that's how we start to see that something is is happening there. Yes. How important is self-love f- for men? Because sometimes I may be going through a life challenge, life-changing challenge, uh, a divorce as an, as an example. And that's that's a, a you know a deep dive moment in one's life at that point in time and it's a phase okay but how do you maintain self love in in that phase i i consider self love and self care very important because to me they are a true sign of self awareness yeah it means you are still present regardless of what you have lost yeah you are still able to hold yourself to a higher standard you have given yourself permission to live through your setback, mm. your misfortunes. Mm. And so like you said that when you lose things, yeah. what is the voice in your head saying to you now? Mm. Are you now condemning yourself? Yeah. Because you know when we fail to take care of ourselves, it's because there is now a voice that is saying something different. Yeah. So as a man or even as we, with our women, the most important thing that we need to understand that even when we don't have the things that society expects us to have, yes can we still not have ourselves? Mm. I usually tell my clients that if you can lose everything, yeah. everything else, yeah. and still have yourself, mm. you still have the most important person and the most important resource because you have an opportunity to start again tomorrow. Wow. The Bible is clear that his messes are new every morning. Mm. You can still do something different tomorrow. So self-love and self-care is necessary. When we no longer have the things that we thought we should have had, we still have a responsibility to make sure that we can keep ourselves sane. We protect ourselves. How do we take care of ourselves? Mm. Simple things as exercising, yeah. reading, yeah. prayer and meditation. Yes. Just staying, stay true to the things that matter. Mm. Stay true to the things that matter even without the things that you are used to having. Mm. Learn to continue to have important conversations with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because everything that you have or that you have lost, you can have it again. But if you have not learned to have yourself, you usually lose those things again. Because when you learn to have yourself and to uh, engage with yourself in a healthy way, you develop a true sense of contentment. And you start realizing that I don't really have to focus on the things that I'm losing. Mm. Sometimes I'm not actually losing them. Sometimes it's a necessary season of separation where I need to learn to find me before I can pursue everything else mm. that looks colorful. So, Chris, on that one, right? Uh, because it is a challenge. Ne? It is a challenge in a sense that how do you do it in a healthy way? So, you have a generation currently where it's me, 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 right? Yeah. So how do I balance that loving me, but in me loving myself, and it doesn't get in the way of prioritizing maybe the ones around me, in loving the ones around me? Because in this current generation, you find people are like, it's all about me, it's all about me, to an extent that now 
it borders on egotism where you are the only thing that matters now in this house. Yeah. Yeah. Other people don't matter, you know. Yeah. So how can we maybe try to balance that in loving ourselves, but equally it's not standing in the way of us being selfless and, and loving those who are in our lives as well. Okay. Um, I, I usually say again, in as much as we've been preaching about self-love lately and self-care, if we are not careful how we package it, we risk encouraging isolation okay. at the expense of connectedness. Yeah. As a people, we are built, we are created for connectedness. Yeah. Mm. Self-love and self-care does not mean disconnected. Okay. It does not mean you move away from everybody. Yes. The power of self-love and self-care is also that you should be able to identify with your own type of people. Yeah. Mm. Find your tribe yeah. so that even when you are around them, being you is still the easiest thing to do. The challenge with self-care is that when you're taking care of yourself and then you try and hang around those that have not accepted and understood you, then it, it's going okay. to be difficult. Okay. It's okay. going to be difficult. You see, right now we are sitting here as the three of us. Yes. Why are we sitting together? Because we are somehow in agreement because the conversation we are having yes. is something that is of importance to us. Correct. You are my tribe. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. This is part of self-care because we are speaking into our souls. Yeah. We are feeding one another. Yeah. So that w maybe what people need to understand is as you begin to pursue self-care, don't forget to find your own type of people. Mm. Mm. Because when you find them, then you are able to still remain true to yourself. Yeah. And even in your own in home environment, yes. as a father, you cannot develop behaviors that are not going to spill over and benefit your family. Yeah. You have a culture of giving out what you have learned, yeah. which then leaves us with a huge responsibility to learn the things that are true and pure. Yeah. Because when you just learn for the risk of learning, you risk giving people mm. the things that will destroy them. So this is the brotherhood tribe, uh, I'm, I'm, Mr. Maliwa. I know. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a revelation. It's a revelation. You know, and, uh, and, and I think the issue of identity is, is still, you know, uh, coming back once again and a sense of belonging because uh, really uh, you can't be talking this language and and having a different uh, a different language altogether. So I think what is of critical importance is definitely the issue of, uh, you know, self-care, self-love. Yeah. And, you know, we, we really need to appreciate ourselves as, as men. Yes. I, I think that is quite important. So, so um, for 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 us now to say um, here is here is a man that you are going to meet with on the on the thirtieth of uh, July of July. Yes, and some men will definitely come in broken. Yes, it is it is in our heart. It is in our prayer to say whatever that the Lord has deposited because I'm 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 so comfortable and I'm jolly to say whatever is, is happening is, is not out of your own will or your own heart. Yes. But it's it is for it's, it's a mandate from the one above. Yes. And that's that's what I really believe it's 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 actually happening. Mm. And there will definitely be a shift, you know, uh, uh, in in the space. Kempton Park alone, where 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 you will be around the civic center, there are those that stay in the street as well. You know that that sleep in the street, yes. that, that are in trucks, yes. and the reason that some of them are in that particular space is because they 
they got broken along the way. Yes. And that was the only source of comfort that they came through. So we continue to pray for that and we will be, you know, we will be uh, uh, vouching uh, uh, behind you. And I know there's, there's, there's ticket prices for that event. Yes, they are ticket prices because I know the organizers that just needed some funding to help with the yeah. you know, venue and all that. So they yes. came up with a small fee. I think it's about 350 Okay. And there is a capital account that people can deposit into and then okay. send their proof of payment to a number that is on the flyers. And there is material that I think has been released. Okay. Yes. Wonderful. Mm. Men are, are, are in a cave. Yeah, yeah, and and that's where we need to go and follow them in the cave because Nati, we, we are men ourselves, and I don't think for me to get into that cave is going to be difficult because mm. because I'm a man. Yes. So so we really need to be intentional and get into that particular cave as well. Yeah, and con- and continue having these conversations. We have to have this conversation continuously. We will be taking a quick uh, ad break, and when we come back, we'll be wrapping up our discussion. But on the wrapping of the discussion, uh, we st- still have got an uh, uh, author uh, in, in Chris. If you can just touch a little bit on, on his book, yeah. and then we can wrap up the conversation. Okay. Um. Stay tuned and don't touch that dial. Hello, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. This is Pastor Ngezum Tetwa from Hope Restoration Ministries Tembisa Campus. Do join us every Sunday at either 7.30, 9 o'clock, or 11 o'clock for a Hope Restoring service. We are located at 1774 Let's Yakarana Street in Munzu Section. We are looking forward to welcoming you there. Indeed, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So come and hear his word and nothing else. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. At Nzuma Glass and Aluminium, we offer a world-class standard in the manufacture, supply and installation of products. Our operational capacity cuts across the entire construction industry from a simple residential home to the high-rise complex building structure. Our services include glass skylights, bullet-resistant glass, aluminium windows and doors and much, much more. Call us now on 071-474-7406 or visit our website at www.nzema.co.za. Nzema Glass and Aluminium, committed to service excellence. While Hope Alive encourages meaningful and fruitful discussion, please note that the views, information and opinions expressed during the show are solely of the individuals or guests involved and do not necessarily represent the views of the station or Hope Restoration Ministries. It is two minutes past the hour, 9pm, and uh, we are uh, almost wrapping up our, our conversation uh, with Chris. Uh, you know, as we did the intro, we also mentioned that Chris is an, is an author. Uh, he authored uh, two books. The one is still uh, in, in the oven, you know, uh, getting baked. But uh, we've got a book inspired by pain uh, in studio. Can you tell us a little bit more about the book, sir? Sure, thank you very much. Inspired Pain is a book on accountability. Yeah. Uh, most people say, why inspired pain? 
uh, it was inspired by the reality that if there is one thing that we can never avoid in life, it is pain. Yeah. Not to glamorize it, mm. but to acknowledge that it's it's a part of who we are as a people mm. and how we grow and evolve. Mm. And so I took a scripture from the Bible where Jesus Christ said in the book of John chapter 26, verse 53. Yeah. He says, I could pray now mm. and my father would send a legion of angels mm. and we would be rescued. This was before he was gone. He was going to the cross. Mm. This was when the soldiers had come, the Roman soldiers had come to arrest him. Yes. And uh, uh, Bible scholars believe that Peter cut one of the guy's ears. Yes. And then Jesus picked it up and he said, don't do that. Yes. I, if I wanted to get out of here safely, mm. I could pray and my father would send a legion of angels mm -hmm. to rescue me. Yeah. But then he goes on to say, but then that which has been said about me, that which has been written yeah. will not be fulfilled. And so that is the secret behind inspired pain. It is my belief that instead of avoiding pain, yeah. we can identify with a pain that is worthy of a cause yeah. so that we can voluntarily and mm. selflessly give ourselves mm. to that which we are pursuing, yes. knowing very well that it's going to hurt, mm. but at the end of the day, it will be worth it. Mm. Because the thing about life is even when you try to avoid pain, yeah. it's still going to hurt. Yeah. So you might as well go through that which is worth of your time. Yeah. You might as well choose the kind of pain and the kind of cross mm. that allows you to be able to accomplish a certain goal and a true meaning to your life. So I that's the idea behind inspired pain. It, it encourages people to take full responsibility of their lives, yeah. trusting the counsel of the Holy Spirit, yes. believing that whatsoever God mm. will ask of them, mm. he has made provision for the grace, the anointing, yeah. and whatsoever is needed for them to accomplish yes. the mission, the goals, and everything that he has laid upon their hearts. Mm. So inspired pain is saying to people, you can do it. Yeah. It's not saying, no, you're not in pain. No, we do admit you're in pain. Yes. But we are saying you can do it. Mm. The most successful people that the world celebrates today yeah. have had to endure some form some. of pain. Mm. You know, Mr. Maliban, uh, <laughs> I'm glad there's someone who agree with me on this one. <laughs> you know, normally when uh, I talk to people, I'm saying when you choose a partner, yeah. you choose your happiness in that person but at the same time you also choose the pain yes. that they bring into your yes. life you yes. know yes. so but maybe just to touch on that how 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 does an individual identify a type of pain or whatever situation they may be going through that is hurtful that it's worth them going through that how do you identify it to say this might build you yes. at the end yes this uh, this pain might lead you to a dark hole. Yes. You know how how do you make that distinction? I think that di that the difference between a pain with a cause and a pain that is meant to distract you mm. is the difference between delayed gratification and immediate gratification. There there is something that he has today, and yet it carries a promise, mm. and then there is something that offers the illusion of a promise today and says you don't have to go through any form of pain. Sure. Mr. Mm. Baliban, do you know how powerful uh, uh, that is? It's so, so powerful, I'm telling Maybe you. Maybe please unpack for people who are listening, you know, that, 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 that type of where gratification, the delayed gratification yeah. part and the instant where you feel 
this will solve your problem, yes. but actually it doesn't. Let's use the, the 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 idea or the the conversation we had earlier on on healing. Yeah. Instead of healing, most people would choose substance abuse, mm, alcohol yeah. abuse. Yeah. They would choose, you know, extravaganza shopping. They spend mm, money mm. trying to numb their pain. Mm. They they buy expensive cars to hide their sure. tears. Mm. That is immediate gratification. You, you just by buying alcohol, by buying your cigarettes and any other form of substance mm. and buying that car, you are going to get an immediate release of dopamine and any other form of happy hormone. Mm. And yet you have not solved your problem. Mm. But if you choose to use the same resources to go for therapy, to sit with Mr. Tsebo and mm. have a conversation. You may delay your happiness, mm. but eventually you heal and you become whole. Mm. The challenge is most of us today are pursuing immediate gratification. Yeah. If he doesn't make us happy today, we don't want it. Mm. We don't know how to wait. Mm. We don't know how to be happy tomorrow. We don't know how to sacrifice a little bit of today's mm. happiness for tomorrow's purpose. Mm. That's where we need to come to an understanding and to fully accept that tomorrow still exists. You know, I'm one person who used to say tomorrow is not guaranteed. Mm. I've stopped saying that. Mm. Tomorrow <laughs> is guaranteed. I yeah. may not be there, but tomorrow is guaranteed. Mm. And so if I have the belief that tomorrow is guaranteed, why not just prepare for it? Just in case I'm there tomorrow. Either way. Just in case I'm there tomorrow. Why not just take a risk and prepare for it? Yeah. Because if you're not there, at least you've set the way. Exactly, exactly. And somebody might as well benefit from yeah. that. Because when we keep saying tomorrow is not guaranteed, we become reckless and we give up on things that matter. Yeah. Because now we think, well, let's just do it today. Let's just have fun today. But guess what? Tomorrow is guaranteed. Maybe sure. not for you, <laughs> but tomorrow will be there. Yeah, Mr. Maliba, now yeah, she's a little off. I'm telling you, <laughs> Mr. Pujata doesn't want us to go <laughs> until 11. <laughs> Uh, we, 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 we always say, uh, Chris, when, when it goes like this, to say, you know what, second round is it, it's coming. And uh, I think we, we definitely, because I think we, we've touched on quite a number of, 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 of topics and, yeah. and, and they, are so, they are so powerful. But, you know, time is against us. Time is, it is an enemy. It is 10 minutes past the hour, 9 p.m. And, uh, you know, we just want to, to thank you for, for being here tonight and, you know, uh, uh, for, for uh, ensuring that this uh, event, the upcoming event is, you know, you just unpack uh, some of the topics that you are going to touch. But now, how do we get hold of your book? Uh, is it on the bookshelves? Is it uh, uh, available uh, at some stores? In South Africa, I'm currently self-distributing and I'm in negotiations with a few bookstores. Okay. But I am currently self-distributing. But it's also on Take A Lot. Okay. And it's for those that are not in SA, it's yeah. on Amazon. They can get yeah. it on Amazon. Wonderful. Uh, yes. If you're in SA, you can either get a signed copy from me or you can get it from Take A Lot. Wonderful. It's there. You simply type in Inspired Pain, Chris Chambiwa, yeah. and you'll find it. And then uh, socials, your uh, social media mm. platforms? Social media platforms. I am enjoying quite a very good audience on social media from TikTok to YouTube. Yeah. Uh, the handle is you grow become. Okay. You grow become. One word. Yeah, now it's you full stop. Yeah. Grow full stop become. Those things, they mean different things. It's you heal, you grow, and you become something. You are listening to Hope Alive. Streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Captain Park, South Africa.